a plague had entered the land. Thousands were dying, and thousands upon thousands more would follow, unless it could be stopped. The wise doctors struggled to find a cure, but for now, the only thing that would slow the wild spreading of the disease was for people to stay apart, to not allow the spreading of the virulent virus that rushed from person to person, spreading quick and sure death. But by staying at home and apart, commerce perforce ended within the country, and the specter of hunger and privation haunted the previously prosperous nation. But the determined leader of the land, a man with swirling hair of red gold, put together a decree that would give money, and therefore bread and safety to every resident that were forbidden to work for the overall good of the land. The wise men and women of the Senate concurred, putting their stamp of approval on the wonderful idea. But there was another group of people, a group that tried to govern the people not by supporting their president, but by attempting to steal as much power as they could, and then obstructing anything positive that they could that the leader decreed. It was not that this other group, called the House, had anything constructive to offer. No, their only aim was destruction and the halting of positive efforts to save their own nation. They were led by a woman of a greenish skin tone who only wanted power above all. Power and money were her gods, chiefly power, since money follows power when used without wisdom and to help others. She gained the power and used it to insist that to help the people of the land, the president had to sign away his own soul onto useless and evil plans, plans that would not only bankrupt the entire nation and give it into the hands of the evil green woman and her tools. Only if the president agreed to pay people who would not work and to pay endless amounts of money to use to, supposedly, change the entire world's temperature in 100 years, would the green one allow the leader to help save the planet from the plague. In addition, he had to agree to pay many, many people large salaries only because their skin color had more melanin than others, and also to give them many, many free things forever at the cost of the rest. The evil list went on and on, and each provision was at least as bad as the one before. Finally, the green woman took the president's bill to save the land and tore it to bits with her taloned, sharp fingers in front of all. What should the president do, O oh people? I wrote that this morning when I first woke up. It was 5.30 a.m., and in my dreams, it had all taken shape. I was quite upset with Nancy Pelosi and her flying monkey Democrat supporters and was afraid that now the bailout of the entire U.S. would not happen. I guess that, as of now, there was somewhat of a compromise, but there is still plenty of leftist bull shoved in that one bill completely and counterproductively unneeded and unwanted 
by the American public who have to pay for it. I think this Chinese virus is making us all think more clear-headed and perceptively about what is truly important. Sans the leftist Marxist bullshit. It is now obvious that open borders are a horrible idea. Nationalist countries are the natural state of civilization. Peoples and races are very different and like people should live together in ethnostates. And diversity is not a strength. Among, among many other obvious truisms, let's hope that we all come to our senses and try to return the Western world and civilization back to what it was in the 1950s and early 60s before Marxist liberalism and postmodernism reared their evil, very wrong heads to mislead us. Nuclear families are the bedrock of Western civilization, and government should be minimal. Government, especially big government, federal government, is the individual's enemy, despite what they tell you. Government will tell you that they will take care of you. They will be your father and mother and big brother. They will not. They will only exploit and use you, and when you protest, saying, wait, I'm with you, or I'm with her, they will laugh, exploit you just like they tax and steal from and abuse everyone else, whether they protest to be down with the cause or not. Also, if you live in a big city or suburb, I hope you are rethinking where you live as well. There is no real upside to living in a big metropolitan area. None. There, you deal with endless liberalism, Democrat, government and overreach, rampant crime, and no real nature to immerse yourself in. Endless traffic and pollution and poisonous, dirty drinking water. How can this in any way be considered desirable? But if you are a useful idiot, as named by Lenin as one of his party's supporters, why, I'm sure you'll parrot just why some celebrity or other thinks big cities are just great, vibrant, and all that. But as someone who desires to live ancestrally, I'm sure you'll agree that it is time to move on to more rural pastures. A place where people take care of themselves and one another, where there is no Section 8 public housing, and where the only government your neighbors rely on is local government, where charity comes from churches and the far away corrupt federal government. And the selfish green lady is far, far away and out of mind. Paleo J Smoothie Cafe. Smoothie Cafe, you get well at the Smoothie Cafe. Never leave that Smoothie Cafe, oh, hell.